Welcome everyone back to Association Rockstars, where we hear about the journey and insights of some amazing association executives and partners who are building the association industry of tomorrow. I'm your host, Lowell Applebaum. I'm the CEO of Vistacova, where we partner with organizations in strategic facilitation. With me today is John Bigg. John earned his MBA, hi John, specializing in management, and has more than 10 years of extensive experience and expertise in leading, leading profit-generating operations for professional and trade associations. In his time at Naylor, John has worked with more than 100 associations, helping them maximize the overall profitability of their member communications, while ensuring a high degree of customer satisfaction. John is located in beautiful Florida, uh, as we were just talking about, and we're so happy to have you with us today, sir. Good to be here, it's good to be here. So we start with a similar question uh, for all of these conversations, which is that uh, all the rock stars we have on are here because they are amazing. And when you are a rock star, you usually have some skill set, right? You have some places that you really have expertise uh, or strengths that you bring to the table. Uh, we were just talking about my kids. We often talk about superheroes. And so I'm just curious, what is one of your superpowers that you have and that you use in your daily life? Um, I would probably say my superpower would be maybe building and cultivating meaningful relationships. Mm. Um, and the reason why I say that is because when I think about a relationship and what you have to, what kind of work you have to put in in a relationship, whether it be personal or professional, it involves a few things, you know, honesty, transparency, communication. Um, and I think, you know, I think part of it too, is you want to be able to, to challenge your partner in those relationships in a good way. You want to inspire them. You want to encourage them. You want to help them find solutions, you know, to help them grow. So I think my, my superpower would be building and cultivating meaningful relationships. I like that the dynamic of the relationships you're describing isn't just one of sort of like passive or pleasantry or rainbows. There's also the idea right. that like through struggle, you grow together. That's right. Uh, and I know so much of the, the work that you do in our field and help so many organizations is based off of relationships. How do you go about establishing a relationship with a, a new partner that can build trust like that? Well, I think one of the biggest things, especially when you're working with a new client, it's, uh, it's setting the tone up front. It's not only laying out what, what you want to do for them. It's also, you know, asking what are their expectations of you? And typically when I start a relationship or partnership out that way, um, it usually sets the tone the right way. And then it's the biggest thing after that is the consistency piece. You know, when you're having those conversations about what you're going to do and what that follow through looks like and what you need from the client and, you know, what they expect from you and what you expect from them, then you got to be consistent with you actually got to do it. So I think based on that consistency, being able to approach those relationships that way um, typically make for a pretty good relationship. So this clearly is a place that you have been able to put to use time and time again. As you think back to when you sort of first experienced the association realm and world. Where'd you first find out about associations? What was that like? Uh, it was when I, I first started working at Naylor, really. And it was, um, and the idea of being able to work with an association and find ways to generate non-dues revenue for them and share revenue back with them blew my mind. It was something I had never seen. It was something I had never heard of. So it, it was something I was definitely interested in. And I was very, I was wanting to learn everything about associations. Um, and then, you know, once you start working in the association space, everything you do kind of wraps around associations. You could be driving down the highway and I see a billboard and I'm like, man, they would be a great advertiser for this group. Or, you know, for example, I went to my financial advisor 
And when I walk in, she actually had a publication that we do on her desk. Um, it was, uh, we work with NAPA and it was an uh, advisor today sitting on her desk. So before she even asked me who I was, <clears throat> I asked her, I said, hey, you know, I wanted to ask you, I see you got three publications on your desk. And I was wondering if you tell me, you know, which ones you find the most value from. So she kind of went through, yeah. So she kind of went through all the different publications and, you know, told me what she got out of those. But she was like, this one I use the most. She was like, this is the association. She was like, this is where I get my best practices. This is where I find out what's going on in my industry. And this is where it also shows me where I can actually be a part of some of those different things or be able to kind of help my colleagues. She was like, why do you ask? I'm like, because we actually published that for them. And so it blew her mind. But then it also was great for me too, Lowell, because I think sometimes when you're in the day-to-day -day and you're working so hard, you don't realize the impact that you have yeah. until you actually see it outside of your space. So that was a really good opportunity for me to see that firsthand. So it was kind of funny. Well, if anyone from NAFA is listening today, it sounds like yeah. you should get, shout out. Get, get, get in touch with John and find out yeah. who, shout who out. was off, offline so you can get her to do a <laughs> testimonial for you all. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, as you've been wrapped up in the world of associations, SEMA, and I love that you're like doing like customer like experience in, in like your regular life to figure out what's going on. That's amazing. Yeah. I, what are some skill sets along the way that like, as you found out what associations were about, right? You fell into a, a nailer that you're like, oh, if I acquire these skills, I'll be, I'll be better at forming these relationships. I'll be better at working with organizations. Yeah. To me, Lowell, I feel like it's more so, you know, servant leadership is one. And, and the reason why I say that is being able to look outside of yourself. Um, but then at the same time, putting yourself in those situations, you know, what, what would I need? What would I want? You know, and then what can I do to make sure, you know, there is no, hey, this is not my job. This is not what I do. It's being that resource. It's being that consultant, being there for them. Even if you don't have the answers, being able to go find it. Um, so servant leadership was key. Active listening. Um, I can't say that enough. You know, not being, not going into conversations where, you know, I'm pushing my agenda on my clients or the organizations. It's just, you know, what are your goals and objectives? And based on their goals and objectives, I'm helping them be able to refine those and then also be able to help make recommendations based on those goals and objectives. Um, the other one I would say is learning, Act, always wanting to learn. I, I am a big learner. I want to know everything. So, you know, that was really good for me working with so many different associations, so many different industries. I'm learning so many different perspectives. Yeah. Um, so that, that to me is great. And then being able to come back in the knowledge sharing piece being able to share that knowledge. You know, the, uh, there's a few different ones we could touch on in there. Do you, the active listening one is very interesting in particular, right? Because so much right now, you know, I'm, I'm doing work with organizations across the gamut who so much are focusing on, it's not just about action, about listening to try to detect where they need to go in a time of disruption. Uh, anything that from your work across so many organizations that you think are indicators or traits of organizations that are really good at active listening? Like what does it look like when an organization is a good active listener? It's, it's very much their goals and objectives, their core values, their purposes always built around their members and their stakeholders. And anytime I work with an organization where that is the main focus, the decisions are really easy to make after that because the purpose is there. So it's really easy to make decisions. So it's just more so about how to uh, engage with them more or finding better ways and more unique and evolving into new ways to being able to engage with those members and stakeholders. So those have been the easiest um, partnerships and relationships as it relates to working with because they, they already have it down pat. Yeah. I mean, I feel like part of that is a culture that's gonna be 
you know, created, perhaps it's held by the entire staff of the organization, but it's created by the leadership. That's right. Yeah. As you think about some of the organizations that you work with or you partner with, what do you see in terms of like leadership excellence today? Like where are you oh, seeing man. some awesome leaders and what, what, what makes you think that they are awesome? I just, you know, I, anytime I see, you know, whether, you know, you're in the C-suite or, you know, very high up in an organization, I always wonder how you got there. Yeah. And, you know, the only, the only, I always say this, the only prerequisite of being a leader is that somebody is following you. So that could be good, bad, or indifferent. So I like to observe. I like to see, you know, how leaders carry themselves. And I have been, you know, super blessed to be able to work with a lot of association leaders that do really well um, with their staff, with their organization. I just see how the staff are. I see how they interact. I see, I see how the members interact. You can tell that the engagement is there. You can tell that they know who they are. They are. They're not afraid to have conversations with them. Um, and then the nuggets that they drop, even when they yeah. know they don't drop them. And so I'm making mental notes when I hear certain things, you know, when they drop it, those are the things that it's been really great to work with so many different leaders across so many different industries, because I'm able to talk to so many different people with different perspectives, different ideas, and, and they all get a chance, you know, honestly, I'm just letting them pour into me. So it's just, it's been really nice to be a part of some of those relationships where you can tell that by the way they treat their staff, their members and their stakeholders, that it's just something, something you want to be a part of. Uh, we, we don't mind name dropping here. Are there any in particular that, that you've oh, experienced man. that are leaders that have impressed you over your time that like either you've looked, you've learned from or they've mentored? Oh man, I know one, you know, right off the bat and you'll probably smile when I say this, uh, Wendy Cavanaugh for sure. Um, Wendy Cavanaugh has been, you know, she, as you know, she will let you know, hey, I remember when I was, uh, she gave me my first speaking opportunity hmm. and, um, you know, she, and she was, she encouraged me so much, Lowell. And it was just, you know, but you knew that that's how she was. It wasn't anything else. That is who she is, that is, she embodies that. Um, one of my, I would say my, one of my other mentors too, you know, Michelle Mason, just super, just challenges at association forum. She just challenges me, you know, it's not, not to wait on anything, but to create it. And so, you know, that was, that was some of the best advice she ever gave me. Don't stop waiting on things. Just, you know, create the opportunity. Don't wait on it. So, you know, just to, just to name a few, it's just, but it's, it's been so many that have dropped those little nuggets, Lowell, like just yeah. to, you know, that kept me going. They may not have known that it kept me going, but it did. So it's just, it's nice to have, to be able to work with them and, uh, and to be able to get those insights and be able to call them if I need. Well, you know, you said that you like to uh, sort of observe leaders and to listen to them. Uh, but I, I also know you recently joined the ranks of the uh, Texas Society of Association Executives Board. So clear, clear, you're not just observing. Yeah. Uh, what, what, you know, what made you want to get involved and actually be a volunteer in leadership? Um, you know, and, and that goes back to, to what I was saying before. I just really enjoy the association space. Um, I think it's been really great um, to work with TSAE um, on their member communications and watch how they've evolved over the years and have allowed me to really help them do that. So really, you know, they've always made me feel really comfortable about um, feeling a part of their their team, you know, I volunteer at you know new ideas, you know, just being it's like a reunion, kind of like GSA. So you know, to be able to work with TSAE in this capacity from a board seat, honestly, feels more like giving back more so than anything else. So you think about like some of the emerging professionals or those coming up, right? Those that potentially, hopefully, have the aspiration of being a rock star someday. 
this is a crazy time. I mean, from what you're seeing across organizations, where, where would you be directing them? What would be your words of mentorship in terms of where they should be looking to like grow and hopefully find a, a good, a good path in the association realm? I mean, this is the time to really cultivate those relationships. Now, you know, this is, you know, leaders are really, are really showing themselves in times like these. So, you know, really being able to be out there, be a connector, you know, be able to, you know, not look for any type of benefit out of it and just go out there and just be you, be authentic about it and, and want to go out there and help and learn. Yeah. And I think the more and more this is, like I said, this is the best opportunity right now to be out there and learning, to pivot differently, to be able to think about things, reflect on what you want to be able to bring into this type of industry and in this type of space and to the people that you work with in this space. So to me, I'm always looking for those same things I just told you, that servant leadership, being able to connect people, being able to knowledge share, you know, you, you can point those people out and you're like, hmm, like I'm starting to see them a lot more. Yeah. Because they're looking for those opportunities. They're searching those opportunities out. Well, they want to, they want to be in front. They want to know, they want to learn and they want to help others do it. And that's what I always tell, you know, my team is that, you know, we want to do our best, the best that we can do to learn as much as we can and then help somebody else, bring somebody with you is what I say all the time. So that's what I look for. You know, this is a, a hard time for, well, for every industry, but certainly there's challenges many organizations are facing uh, with all the disruptions of factors therein going on. Anything you're seeing there, any sort of interesting sort of patterns uh, or indicators of organizations that are not just surviving, but thriving during this time? Anything from your look across the space of those that are doing it well? Well, first and foremost, I think with COVID-19, I mean, everybody's feeling the effects of it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you're, the way you react to it is, is honestly the key. And going back to what we talked about earlier, being able to really get back to what your mission and what your vision is and your, your core values and your purpose based on your members and your stakeholders, you know, that's going to help you pivot a lot easier. So, you know, I've seen associations during this time where they've been able to pivot rather quickly or be even be proactive in doing so. Um, you know, because everybody's been affected, whether that be from a member engagement standpoint or being able to generate non-dues revenue. So, you know, it's been very difficult for a lot of organizations and your ability to pivot and then have that support while you pivot is key. And I think that's the biggest thing because I feel like everybody's pivoting, whether it's going from an in-person to virtual or, you know, changing the way, you know, you generate non-dues revenue or member engagement, whether it be resources about COVID-19 and what they can do, depending on what industry that they're in. It's the support, low. Yeah. And I think that really, that's where the membership shines. You can tell the ones that have really nurtured their members, sponsors, and stakeholders, because those are the ones that are really showing out and supporting right now. So those are the ones that typically stand apart. You know, you have to ask the question because you just framed it so nicely. There's just, you can have organizations approach those that, uh, that aren't necessarily members, right? But and approach them as sponsors or approach them as advertisers. And you have organizations that approach the same companies or people as solution partners, right? As, as partners in this space. And those are two very different things for the same group of people. Right. Uh, you know, as, as someone who sort of plays on that side and is looking to make those relationships, I mean, what's your perspective on like what it looks like for a, a really good relationship of like mutual support where you're able to be not just a sponsor or advertiser, right? And giving you money for a logo, but actually like a, a partner within an organization. Well, I think too, it's kind of twofold. Well, I think, you know, it's great to be able to support in that way. 
But I think what it also is, is really identifying your members, knowing what they need. I think with everything going on with COVID-19, I can't tell you how many emails and, and things that I've gotten just based off what for-profit organizations are sending out. So really what I've been trying to focus more so on is what can we do to help associations stay ahead of the game as far as being the top resource in their industry of where they can get that information, that education, that content those opportunities to be sponsors, not doing the same things we've always done because what's happening is, you know, you do have a lot of for-profit organizations that are offering those content and that education. So one thing that I've seen from just from my side of the business is more associations being more open to change and evolve uh, their communication programs, uh, being able to look at things that they may not have looked at a few years ago based on being or having to pivot right now. So I think that to me is what's really exciting about the associations now and where it's going in the future, because it's going to allow us to be more open to change, whether yeah. it's different ideas, different perspectives. So that, that has been really great to see. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate um, why we had to do it, but I'm grateful that they, they've been able to pivot in a way to where now they know, hey, I need to be doing this on a more regular basis. Yeah, the, the catalyst certainly has horrible things with it, but you know, a catalyst for positive change still gets hopefully that end result. So Mr. Rockstar, give me then in that catalyst for positive change, give me a, a hopeful view of the future. Like what do you, what do you see ahead for associations? What do you see ahead in, in the landscape that you think, is there a better tomorrow that you see about where associations oh, are going? Most definitely. I think, um, I think right now associations are learning to be more versatile. There's not, there's not step one, step two, step three anymore. Now there are variables. Now they're open to, to those different things. They're open to those new ideas and perspectives. Um, they're listening to members more. Um, I, I can't tell you the amount of surveys I've seen during this time to be able to capture that information that they may not have gotten before. Yeah. So it's, it's really good that they're actually, you know, and then for members, it's wow, they're listening. They're listening to us, you know, because I'm thinking about it this way, especially from a marketing and an advertising standpoint. Typically, when you're going through these types of things and pandemics, the first thing that people cut are, are the dollars that they spend. They're going to be very strategic about those dollars. So one thing they're going to look, if I'm a member of an association, I'm going to be looking at my member benefits. What do I get out of it? So this is the time really for association to really show members like, hey, we're here, we're listening, and we want to make sure we get you the tools that you need and maybe get you some of the tools that you didn't know you need. Yeah. So it's been really great working with associations and watch how they're pivoting, but also not looking at it as just today, but what can we do moving forward that's going to continue to put us in a spot to where we're continuing to evolve the way we do business. So it's been great to see. Well, I think there's a, a lot of hope in that vision and you tie it up a very nice bow there that uh, you started from a place of like active listening and relationship building. And it sounds like in uh, your view of the potential for the future, that's still yeah the bedrock of what's going to get us there for sure for sure say for anyone watching and listening if you are not connected to john i yet to have a conversation with him that i don't walk away uh, enthused energized and with a uh, new perspective so you should <laughs> connect and have a conversation with him i uh, want to thank everyone for joining us today give a, a recognition and a thanks to amy hager as always who's been talking with you in the chat engaging with you and helping produce association rock stars and of course Thank you to everyone who has been listening in. Thank you for joining us today, John. It's so nice to oh, see you. Thank you, you. I appreciate the opportunity. And I hope if you have any questions or ideas, post them in the comments. Feel free to connect with John, and we will look forward to talking to you all soon. Until next time, Association Rock on.